This podcast provides audio versions of live webinars. Please see the episode description for a link to the full presentation. Thank you for downloading the webinars podcast from Bitesize Bio, the missing manual for bioscientists. The full version of this webinar can be viewed by navigating to bitesizebio.com slash webinars and clicking on the name of the sponsor, which can be found in the list on the right-hand side of the page. Hello, this is Melissa Walker welcoming you to this Bite Size Bio web seminar, which today is sponsored by Scientific Volume Imaging. Their mission is to provide reliable, high-quality, easy-to-use image processing tools for scientists working in light microscopy. Together with a dedicated team in close contact with the international scientific microscopy community, we continuously improve our software, keeping it at the forefront of technology. Today's presentation is titled, Get the Best Out of Your Microscopy Images with Huyin's Batch Express, and is being presented by Dr. Vinderschut from I'm sorry, I apologize, Vinderschut from Scientific Volume Imaging. Vincent is a senior imaging specialist at Scientific Volume Imaging, which is the company that develops the Huygen software. He received his PhD in cell biology at the University of Nijmegen in the Netherlands and was a postdoc at Yale University and UMC Utrecht. From his master's onward, his research involved the use of microscopes and imaging software. His current work focuses on the support of the use of Huygens and providing courses in how to improve, de improve, deconvolve, restore, and analyze fluorescent microscopy images. As always, we will have a question and answer session after the presentation, so please type any questions that you may have into the questions box, which appears at the right-hand side of your screen, and I will put them to Vincent at the end of the presentation. The recording will also be available online at http colon backslash backslash bit dot ly backslash bsb dash h-u-y-g-e-n-s. So now, Vincent, we are going over to you for the presentation. Well, thank you, Melissa, for this nice introduction. And I thank all the audience for attending this webinar. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Huygens is well known for its deconvolution, visualization, and analysis. In this webinar, we really want to focus on a brand new product, Batch Express, and we released it today as a beta version on our website. Details on how to receive free 30-day valid test licenses we will provide at the end of this webinar. So there are different flavors of the Huygens software uh, serving a wide range of needs. For example, the operation window is for advanced users. Here at the bottom, we have a wizard, which is more intended for beginners. So it guides users through the process of deconvolution uh, step by step. We have a web-based core version uh, that is more uh, optimally serving multi-user environments. We have a batch processor in which you can schedule multiple tasks. And we have now uh, Deconvolution Express, in which I'm not going into right now, but I'm focusing now here on the Batch Express. And the Batch Express can fully automatically deconvolve all images in one specific folder that you specify, and the results are automatically saved in the resulting folder. 
So Batch Express can read many uh, uh, microscope modalities and it can read also many different microscope file formats. Let's begin with the question of what is deconvolution and what it can it do for you. So if we look at this um, epifluorescence data set, it shows a um, osteosarcoma cell that has been stained for DNA in blue and for the different kinetochore markers. At the top is a single XY slice and a 3D maximum intensity projection. The two images below show the improvement after deconvolution. Large samples like, uh, uh, for example, a brain from Drosophila can be better imaged with a light sheet fluorescent microscope, such as, for example, the Zeiss Z1, as was done by uh, Denis Reznikov. So we kindly uh, thank him for uh, um, providing this data. Light sheet imaging allows fast optical sectioning with less bleaching and phototoxicity. However, due to absorption and scattering signal, can be unevenly distributed. This is typically solved by rotating the sample. Huygens can fuse um, the different multi-fuse and at the same time deconvolve these fuse. So altogether you get an end result. And if we uh, place one single few next to uh, Huygens deconvolved and fuse data set, so here we fuse the eight fuse altogether, then I hope uh, you can appreciate the better distribution of the signal and the higher detail that you can see. Like the raw epifluorescence and SPIM example, all microscope images are degraded by the optical system with which you have been captured the image. An image of the object is degraded by background, by the natural diffraction of light and by noise. Actually, you can visualize this yourself by imaging fluorescent beads. For epifluorescent microscopy, we tip, typically take around 170 nanometer beads. This perfectly acquired image from CITAR-GO from Caltech shows what a microscope really does with your bead objects in 3D. So you can clearly see here the problems listed on the left. Background, diffraction and noise. In fact, we can use such a bead image to extract the diffraction pattern, which is also known as the point spread function, so that we know how the microscope distorts a point object. This distortion is also known as a convolution. More interestingly, we can use this point spread function to reverse the convolution of the microscope in a mathematical process that we call a deconvolution. So basically, we use the image and the point spread function, the PSF, to find the object. So do we always need to measure such a PSF from beads? Well, the answer is no, because we know the properties of our microscope. And in most cases, we can read these properties from the image file when we open that in Huygens. So Huygens extracts all the relevant information from the acquired image. The parameters can be reviewed and added in Huygens and subsequently a point spread function can be calculated. And this is done very accurately from the numerical average of the lens, the pixel size, 
the wavelengths of the fluorophores and the microscope type that was used. So it's probably needless to say that every microscope type has its own specific point spread function, shown here in false colors to indicate the high and low intensity. For example, the point spread function of an epifluorescence wide field microscope, here at the left, shows diffraction into infinite space. In case of a confocal, this burr is clipped by the pinhole, thus allowing better optical section, but also at the cost of lower signal. As mentioned, a point spread function can be used in the deconvolution process to estimate the true object from the image. As many of you may know, and you probably are heavily involved in microscopy, there are additional aberrations introduced during the imaging process. There are several algorithms for deconvolution out there that intend to improve the image quality. Yet most of them cannot control for noise in a proper manner or are prone to clipping artifacts. Currently, the maximum likelihood estimate, uh, estimation algorithms are the most advanced algorithms available and we use them throughout all our software. I like to give here an extreme uh, noisy confocal uh, example of endosomal structures in yeast cells. This, uh, so don't get me wrong, this is a perfectly acquired data set that was kindly provided by Professor Ben Cleek and Casey Day from the University of Chicago. The average pixel value in this 3D time frame is 0.01 and the highest value present is 5. Most of the pixels in this data set have a value of 1 or 2 and pixels of a value of 5 or 4 are rarely found as indicated in this histogram by these small pink bars. With Huygens deconvolution, these customers were able to rescue the object so that they can be tracked over time. With its advanced deconvolution algorithms and superior PSF calculation, Huygens is perfectly equipped to deconvolve not only high and low signal, but also images from a wide range of microscope types. So I'm toggling now uh, between two slides to show you the, the improvement on different data sets for wide field, convocal, SPIM and STAT. Being interested in microscopy, you probably also know that there are many more imaging artifacts than only the blurring, the background and the noise. Problems like crosstalk or bleed through between channels can lead to a wrong interpretation of structure and co-localization. This example here at the top shows you that the red mitochondrial uh, signal is bleeding into the green lipid droplet channel. It should not be there. Other issues like drift of the sample in time or in Z, so in, axial, in the axial direction, misalignment of channels due to chromatic aberration and hot and cold dead pixels all further contribute to a wrong interpretation of the image data. So luckily, most of these artifacts can be automatically detected and corrected with the easy to use Huygens toolbox. So Huygens is very versatile with such a toolbox and um, as I mentioned, it can improve low and high signal images. It can address all kinds of acquisition problems, deal with many file formats, support various microscope types and is suited for beginners and advanced users.
So back now to deconvolution and the deconvolution express. Before we see the batch express really in action, I like to explain a little bit of how the batch express can be best implemented for your workflow. Batch express is a tool present in Huygens Essential and Professional, which are two user um, uh, graphical user interfaces of our software. Batch Express can deconvolve all your images fully automatically using smart background and signal to noise ratio estimators. Obviously, you can have Huygens software installed with the Batch Express on your acquisition system and deconvolve the acquired images on this system. Also, Batch Express can be installed on a server or another computer like your personal workstation. By saving images directly over the internet into a folder on this other computer, using a shortcut on the acquisition machine, you can have your images ready for further use when done with the acquisition. It is also possible to view the deconvolved result on the acquisition system via a shortcut to the folder with the deconvolution results. So it's now time to watch the Batch Express in action. And we've created a movie to uh, explain this. So to start, so first, so this is the window of the Batch Express. First, we define the folder of where the images are, which folder I named acquired images. So then Batch Express automatically reads in all the files that are present in this directory. Then you can define the output folder. And I've named this folder my deconvolved results, which is empty at this moment. So there are a total of nine jobs listed. Batch Express constantly monitors the watch folder for new images. So if a new image is acquired and saved in the watch folder, it will be automatically appearing as a next job in the list. You will soon see job number 10 appearing as it was just added to the folder. And if you click on run tasks, the list is uh, progressing for deconvolution. So there are numerous types of files. We see here a Leica LIV file being processed, a Zeiss LSM file, a Nikon ND2. There is an ICS file, and there's also a STAT file. And so file formats can be different and microscope types can be different. Now you see also that job number 10 has been added and the status uh, blocks indicate the status of the image. So most of them have been finished right now. One is running and uh, five of, four of them are still queued. You can quit just the job if you think it's taking too long or you want to skip it. And then Batch Express immediately continues with the next files in line. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Listen In from Bitesize Bio. To access the visuals of this webinar, please see the episode description for a link to the full presentation. So we see the, uh, the previous, the raw data set and the deconvolved data set side by side. 
You can also pause all tasks by clicking on the button at the right bottom corner. Then the whole process starts and then you're ready to inspect the images. So this is a confocal data set. That was the noisy example. This is another noisy example from Zeiss. Here is a stat data set and here we have a spinning disk data set. And if we click on the twin slicer button at the top right, we can further inspect the data set in our twin slicer in the Huygens software. We can make a line profile and then we have an idea of the intensity increase after deconvolution, which is about four times. And the resolution improvement after deconvolution is about two times. So this is quite a nice result on spinning this data. If we remove this window, uh, we are um, we can be going back to the batch express. We have there the option to select different types of options like the co-localization analyzer, and then the image is immediately opened for co-localization. What we also can do is click on the image and see if save the deconvolution template, and this template can be, then be used for other images that have been acquired in the exact same way. And this gives the advantage that you have reproducible results of uh, a data set of an experiment and a control. And this is, of course, very important if you want to go for data quantification and want to compare images. This is what we can do in our co-localization analyzer, our object tracker, and our object analyzer. So we aim to offer you a complete workflow for image processing, all the way from the raw data set, deconvolution, restoration of, of images, and analysis tools. And just to give you a small hint on whether deconvolution is trustworthy, yes or no, a colleague of mine created this data set very nicely recently. Raw confocal image from a pattern from Argo Light, and if we deconvolve that pattern and uh, determine the ratio between the intensities, we see there is a, a nice linear relationship between the intensity in the raw data and the deconvolved data, indicating the intensity is conserved after deconvolution. So at the end of this webinar, I like to give you the opportunity to test our software, the Huygens software. You can visit our website, www.svi.nl slash download. There are three tabs. One of them is called beta. So we have the latest version of our software ready as beta in which the batch express is embedded. As Melissa kindly mentioned, there is an opportunity to raise questions and we will address them here in the webinar. If you have questions later on, you can always contact us via info at svi.nl. And you can, of course, also call us during working hours in Europe. So I want to thank you for your attention and I give the floor back to Melissa. Uh, thank you. That was an excellent presentation. We have a few questions from the audience. And then, like you mentioned, if anybody else has any other questions, they may post them in the questions box. So the first question was, can Hogan's deconvolution be used for images that a person would publish? Yes, for sure. There have been hundreds of publications per year with the Huygens software. The algorithms are val uh, validated, so they have been published. 
and uh, it's good always to refer to the software version and the used morphology um, like parameter settings that would be the best way to go to give other um, researchers a chance to reproduce the results okay. so on our website there's a list of publications and i think you will find them if not just contact us okay okay great another question sent in uh, somebody said my file size is sometimes around 10 gigabytes per 3d stack can i load my large file into the hogan's yes so you may be aware that light sheet imaging involves uh, file sizes that are much more than 10 gigabytes and we need to deal with that so uh, we have in fact no limit to the file size in Huygens the only thing is that the computer RAM can be limiting <clears throat> that's why we advise enough RAM in your computer because the files need to be opened okay another question that came in was what's the difference between the current version and the previous versions the previous versions okay well, that's a whole list because we are our developers are very active. We have on our website svi.nl/watchnew. You can always review what the latest additions are to our software and the improvements. And there's an archive also of previous versions, so you can always see what uh, yeah what improvements have been made and what new tools have been made. So the Batch Express is the latest addition to our software. And uh, before that version, we've added and improved the bleaching corrector tool, which is a tool that I did not mention, but it also, of course, uh, attacks imaging artifacts. Okay. Okay, very good. The next question is, can Huygens perform 3D reconstruction? Yes. So we consider, in fact, all data sets as 3D, unless they're a single plane, and uh, they can be rendered with different renders that we have. So we have three different renders. One is a um, surface projection rendering. The other is a um, simulated fluorescence emission um, rendering. So this gives you like a very virtual idea of how your object really um, uh, absorbs the light and uh, scatters it back. And then we have a maximum intensity profile uh, projection uh, um, render. So we have three 3D tools for that. And connected to these tools, to the service render, is the object analyzer. So the objects are rendered in three dimensions. You can click on the objects and you get the properties of each object. And then we have more advanced tools to analyze the data set. Okay. The, the next question says that some users uh, of imaging live cells with Z-Stack complain that the resolution optimal for the Hoyans takes too long to acquire. Do you have any suggestions for that? Yes. So, um, <clears throat> of course, we cannot force people to, uh, um, to perform a certain experiment according to our needs. But uh, it depends on what they really want to know. But at the end, it boils down to, and that's what we see often with our users, that you can accept much, much lower signal than you have in your data set. So you've seen the example in my webinar 
of uh, two to five photons. Eh? So that's the maximum pixel hit. And you still get good results out of that. So this customer, Benjamin Glick, had really trouble uh, tracking endosomal structures in time. And he has perfect data sets of very faint signal. So I would advise the user, the person who asked this question, to really low, um, yeah, minimize the, the amount of signal and prioritize the sampling rate first, and then see what he gets after the conclusion. Okay. Okay, and then uh, let's see, Dimitri has asked, what about electron micrographs? Can the Huygens software Batch Express be used to correct individual movie micrographs in 2D per stuck or at the rat I'm sorry, or at the step of the 3D cryo-EM model correction? Okay, so, um, yeah, those are a few questions altogether. Yes. So, so first of all, yeah, deconvolution of electron microscope images would require a PSF for uh, my, um, a um, electron microscope. You can create your own PSF in Huygens, professional, or you can yeah, distill that from images. So it needs some tweaking in our software, but it can be done, although it's not optimal still. Huygens is really intended for fluorescent data, but we have seen results from people who do EM that looks look quite promising. Okay. Um, then uh, electron, so if people are opening slices in, in Huygens, then of course there needs to be a structural relationship between the slices. And I know from experience that in EM, if you cut slices, you can uh, lose uh, uh, object material in between. So then we would have a hard time in rendering those objects because the data is just missing. But I would give it a try. We have test licenses on our website. And if you're doubting about the results and want to get improvements, just contact us. Mm, okay. Okay, good. The next question is, if I want to do a 3D render, let's say from SPIM, do I need to use beads with my sample to render properly? Sorry, can you repeat that question, please, Melissa? It did not yes. came through properly. Okay. Uh, if the person wants to do a 3D render using yeah. SPIM, mm -hmm. do they need to use beads with their samples to render properly? Okay. Yeah, no, that's not uh, needed. So we do a type of cross-correlation that uh, really looks at the object itself. And um, so we, we, we've seen images and we know that people are doing a registration based on the beats in the sample, but it's not needed for Huygens. Okay, okay. Uh, Dong Ling asked, can Huygens perform image stitching? Yes, that's a very good question. Yes, we can do that. Um, it would be advised to deconvolve the tiles before the stitching uh, to prevent any artifacts at borders of tiles. So what we have is a wizard. It can open the tiles. It will align them in three dimensions, will deconvolve the tiles, and then it will stitch everything together. And there is even a possibility in Huygens, and we are unique for that to do vignetting correction, which is a severe problem huh, appearing as an array of shades in stitched data sets. Also there, I uh, invite the user of this question to, uh, to test our software. Okay, okay. 
This one says, does the soft works with GPU? Yes, so GPUs are graphical cards processing units. Um, they become really popular now with mining and bitcoins. Um, we have our software equipped for GPU processing. So you can even have multiple GPU cards in your computer and we can address those with uh, part of our code. On, on, at the same time, we also use the CPUs very efficiently. Uh, so uh, we are unique in that we use both the CPU and the GPU for deconvolution very efficiently. Okay. And there is a support for NVIDIA GPU cards. And again, on our website, uh, so svi.nl slash GPU cards, you see uh, the cards that we, uh, yeah, that we've tested and more information on that. Okay. Um, Orkin has asked, can the de deconvolved image data be used in FRET calculations? That can be done, but typically FRET images, as far as I have the experience with that, is that they tend to be undersampled. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that could create a problem. So then we need to look at the data sets to uh, conclude something about it. I, I want to be a bit cautious here. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. And then another person has asked, what is the most correct way to set the signal to noise ratio? Yeah, the most correct way is to, um, to tweak it. So we have the wizard that guides you with that. Uh, and in the wizard, there's a region of interest deconvolution and you can really optimize what the signal to noise ratio setting can be. Um, so we have a kind of a preview for deconvolution there. Uh, there this is a common problem with deconvolution. Eh? Using all types of algorithms is that you can create problems if you push it too far, uh, if you don't push it at all, uh, the image keeps on being smooth, but if you push it too far, you get a too sharp image and you can create artifacts in the background. They're clearly apparent, so you will see them and uh, we advise you then to use deconvolution preview setting. The Express, the Batch Express, as I've shown you in this webinar, yeah, we've made very smart estimators for that and it's very hard to tackle the result that the Express produces. Even we have a hard time as, as experienced users and forgive my modesty for a second. <laughs> yes, okay. So Van Brew mentioned, when, when you mentioned the fusing of the SPIM images of different views, how do you fuse them? Because how do you yes, fuse so, them to a 3D? <clears throat> yes, that's also a good question. So we have a fusion wizard in our software that can read from different SPIM images, the, uh, the angles of how they have been acquired. So for example, the size set one, we, we can read from the file what the rotational view is in terms of degrees. And we can uh, take that into account and fuse it all, all full, fully automatically. Then uh, you can also specify that by hand and adjust the, the numbers as degrees of rotation. And uh, we have also different settings like you can do rotation, but you can also have 
uh, opposing two opposing views that you want to merge and then the deconvolution is just a matter of selecting templates and then you're done okay. so again here we have the website fusion decon wizard and there you see more uh, examples hmm, okay very nice and then i believe our last question is can the hogan's open 3d multi-well plate image files generated by image express software or another molecular device yeah that i that depends I'm, I'm not really so much familiar with these type of images if they're tiff they can always be read the question is if you also want to keep the position information and that is something that we do not do yet we will get to that but tiff we can always read and we can always have a look at the data so again also here i, I would just try huygens and see uh, see whether it works but regular tiff files can be read in huygens okay okay very good so i think that brings us to the end of this seminar and thank you again vincent for a very illuminating presentation and a wonderful discussion we appreciate your seminar and thanks to our sponsors our sponsor, Scientific Volume Imaging. And finally, thanks to you, the audience, for taking time to attend and listen in. If you have enjoyed the seminar and would like to view the video recording of the session, please visit the seminar's pages on bitesizebio.com. It should be available within the next 24 hours. And there you can also see other webinars we have lined up for you in Bite Size Bio Webinar Festival. So until next time, good luck in your research and goodbye from all of us at Scientific Volume Imaging and Bite Size Bio. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the webinar. To view the full video version of this and all of our other webinars, please visit bitesizebio.com slash webinars. Finding the right mentor can make all the difference in your research journey. But what if you don't have one? Look no further than Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast that offers curated advice from experienced researchers on lab skills, techniques, and career progression. With short, easy-to-access episodes, you can get the help you need to succeed in the lab. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Mentors at Your Benchside in your podcast app to subscribe and get help and advice from seasoned scientists.